from our respective apartments. It's just meaningful plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Katie Clay and Narva, and Chris Talkum Goodman. Chris, welcome back to the podcast. We are here, weeks four and five of season two, and oh boy, I have things I want to say that will immediately require pins. It's a good thing, then, that we are a Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast, and that this is what we do here. Chris, let me ask you one quick question. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling right now? Brooke, thank you for that question. It is far later than we typically record these episodes. I might have taken, like, a 45-minute nap shortly before shortly before we started filming so we're definitely 100 percent definitely normal brain us yes which is probably perfect considering who we have to bid adieu in this this hour that we have together it's also probably good considering just how bonkers these two episodes are these are two of the strangest episodes yet of dancing with the stars yeah the judges are at each other's throats. The contestants are all over the place. We yes. have one of the worst dances ever seen on the show, if not the yes. worst. It's going to be a ride. And let's just go ahead. Let's dive on in. Let's we are going it. to start with Tia Carrere. I love the way Alan Dedicote says her name. Tia Carrere. Like, he rolls his R's, loved it every time. So, Tia Carrere, who we are now finally pronouncing her name correctly, as we bid adieu to. <laughs> she, unfortunately, leaves us. And um, in week five, week mm -hmm. four, though, is where we're going to start, because I'm really good at segueing and keeping us on track. It's late. Whenever the people are listening to this, it's not, maybe, but for us, is real late. We recommend listening to this later in the evening. So, <laughs> Tia and Max. Tia dances a foxtrot in week four, and the first comment I have has nothing to do with her, and nothing to do with her dress, <laughs> and has everything to do with the giant poofy hat that Max was wearing in their rehearsal package. <laughs> oh boy. Well, this this package was it felt very unique to me because it was specifically centered around Max's teaching mm -hmm. and Max's dance studio students. And it's something we have not really seen much of in Dancing with the Stars before. Mm -hmm which is the professional career outside of the show that these dancers still have. Mm -hmm. So I was really fascinated by it. I enjoyed it. Obviously, you were much more about the hat, but... I couldn't take my eyes off of it. <laughs> it, it definitely is good to remember. I think it's so easy to get caught up in this and to think the celebrities are on their journey and the celebrities have lives outside of this and the celebrities are, you know, working tirelessly to fit this into their lives. But like, so are the professionals. And so it was, it was wonderful to recognize that and mm -hmm. to 
to soften Max to know that he can um, be a teacher of children because sometimes he can be so like strict in the rehearsal footage. So it's like, oh, you know, he he can be kind sometimes. I was I was legitimately taking a tally in this episode. Multiple times, Tony refers to himself again as the bad boy of the ballroom. And I'm just like, Max is right there. Tony is coming off as like charming and sweet and lovely in the packages and calls himself the bad boy of the ballroom. And then we have Max, who is just being the Max that we know. And I'm like, he is the bad boy. He is owning it. Let him be it. Let this be his show. If you have to repeatedly call yourself a bad boy, it begs the question of if you are truly a bad boy. So perhaps we should talk about the dance. Okay, you said your first note wasn't about the dress. Does that mean you have thoughts about the dress? Oh, no. My (gasps) first... Well, no, I mean, I do have notes about the dress, but um, my first note was just about his hat. That was all that I cared about. But, no, but I loved her dress. Stunning hair, stunning dress. Yes. She looked incredible. She was dressed to the nines. Like, she looked old school Hollywood. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. she was, she wore this, like, black dress, and it hugged her in all the right places, and then it had this gorgeous sparkle that wasn't over the top it was just like subtle like diamonds and shimmering and oh my god her dress was gorgeous she does not look does not look at all like she gave birth semi-recently no god no truly the whole dance in addition to like the look to me all looked effortless all grace all class all glide, all beauty. I loved this dance. Um, different interpretation. <laughs> okay, where to begin? Um. Oh, I, I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> I thought, yes, the judges point out there are a couple moments where she maybe stumbles. There's a couple out a of couple? sync things. A couple. A couple out of sync moments, a couple stumbles, but as the as a whole package, I thought it just it was glide, it was beauty, it was old Hollywood. I thought it was so charming, so effective, such a great fox. But her face, her face was not charming and old school. She had no! this. No, she had this no. giant grin plastered on her face. It was not plastered. Yes, it was. It was plastered it was on her not face. Plastered. She messed up. She messed up a major Mm-mm. step. I honestly thought she forgot part of the dance. And then she plasters this little f- smile on her face while they're dancing to Dream a Little Dream of Me. Her face is not matching the music, is Mm-mm. not matching the dance. No. You know I'm no. right. No. I cannot be wrong no. about this. No. I am absolutely right about this. You you aren't wrong that there were a couple of moments I was like, oh, she's just like beaming. But that's what it was. It was like beaming of, I know I look beautiful. I know this is wonderful. Like it looked like she was just enjoying herself. I I truly, I hate to sound like Bruno. It reminded me very much of 
like a ginger rogers like i know i am doing so great at this even though dancing is not like my number one skill and it does take hard work but i am owning this moment i am beautiful i am grace i'm miss united states like i could not could not have enjoyed that dance more and i regretted truly did regret the stumbles but i really liked it no i can't agree with what you're saying it was i i'm always like this with her it was meh like it, it but it was it was a better meh than most of her other dances i cannot look past the stumbles i cannot look past the face she looked elegant i think the dress or the the dance all in all sure sure it was old school hollywood and it glided and it was elegant i actually think i wrote down no i don't write write down that she had was elegant she literally says oh dear when she walks over to the judges like she knows that she didn't perform it well and you and the judges are always turning a blind eye to her when she messes up I want to start psychoanalyzing why you hate her so much. <laughs> she scores a 9, an 8, and an 8. She scores a 25. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she got a 9 with those blunders, which Kieran said she saw the blunders, makes me upset. You are just slandering her, and I do not like it. I do not appreciate you. I have never loved you. <laughs> Not that you're taking this personally at all. Starting next week, special forever guest co-host, Tia Carrere. (laughs) I want to like her so badly, too, because then I tell myself, she's the voice of Nani. She, you know, and like, you, you should love her. And I just don't. I just don't. Well, it seems America might agree with you because she does land in the bottom two after that foxtrot. Mm-hmm. And then we make it into week five where she is eliminated after performing a samba. Mm-hmm. One thing to note already, every couple in week five dances a samba. So expect to hear a lot about samba roles from us. Did so, she have samba roles? I don't think well, so. This is... <laughs> You know how I was just, like, effusive in my praise of Tia? Yeah, let's hear it. We're about to get into a little bit of a turn. Oh! What do you have to say, Chris? It made me sad. Because this is definitely not their best dance. No. I was, dare I say, disappointed by this one. Mm -hmm. And... So I I can see how it leads to her elimination following the dance. Uh Um, It's just, truly, she starts this dance, this samba, a samba, in a dress with a giant train. Yes. That goes on for, like, at least 20 seconds. I couldn't stop staring at the train. I kept just being like, they're going to trip over this. It's never going to work in this dance. Why is it so long? Well, I figured, I figured we were going to lose the train within the first five seconds of the dance. And she 
like walks forward in it, starts doing a couple moves in it. And I had a giant moment of fear where I thought, is she going to keep it on the whole time? Mm-hmm. They don't, but they keep it on for a much larger portion of the dance than they should have. So it mm-hmm. starts incredibly sluggish. Following that, it just never seems to launch in the way that you wish it would. Which, in uh, I hate to say it in the macro, because clearly, I really do like Tia a lot. I have liked several of her dances. But I also don't disagree with you of, I wish I liked her more. It, like, it feels like she should be sparkling to the end. Mm-hmm. And clearly her sparkle level is working more for me than it is for you. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like she's this close to setting on fire and it never catches. Mm-hmm. So in a weird way, as much as I love what she did on the show, it also feels like we did not get Tia's potential. Yes, I would agree. I don't even know what it was about the Samba that I wasn't that big of a fan of. Like, I don't even necessarily, I don't have a ton of notes written on it, but like, I just, I felt meh about it and I felt meh about all of her dances. But like for this one in particular, there was just something that was off. And I think Max really outdanced her in it because I wrote down that he looked so fluid and he was just like, I don't know, just compared to her, I think that he outdanced her in this dance and it didn't work. And it was unfortunate that it was her last dance. It was, it was maybe too low energy. And I think it was maybe Mm -hmm. low energy on both of their parts, but starting with the train, it never launches. It continues to be fairly just down as a whole package it it doesn't work and it's weird because she's wearing like some animal print Mm -hmm. and so that feels like okay you should be feeling yourself you should just be having a ball going wild it is so tame yes to continue the animal metaphor yeah, it's just, it, it's it's unfortunate that we have to bid her adieu on what is probably her least or her most lackluster dance. Yeah, especially coming after a week four dance that is obviously her best dance. Obviously. I don't, I don't need to hear from you about her anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to eulogize her. Tia. Now that we're alone, I just want you to know. I just want you to know how much I did enjoy you. Ignore the things I said about your week five dance and kind of everything about your run on Dancing with the Stars. Ignore the not so nice things and just listen to the good things. You're perfect. You're beautiful. You are charming. I love everything about you. And I can't wait for you to join the show next week. So Tia... R.I.P. in the most peace. Perhaps we go from one lackluster star to one out of this world shining star. Do you think maybe that's part of why Tia doesn't shine as much as you would think she would? Because we have this season a conglomeration of fabulous personalities, of some Mm -hmm. great dancers, um, 
it this season really is a an embarrassment of riches so you have somebody who isn't quite lighting in the way that you think she could and when you have everybody else who has caught fire who has sparked does that make tia seem even more disappointing to you do you think I'm picturing you as like Katniss Everdeen staring down the president's snow, talking to Tia, saying, Do you see that fire sketching? Tia, you Anyone? just need to sparkle more. Tia, go. And Start the revolution. What? I will follow you, Tia. I will follow. I think maybe there's some merit to what you're saying, mm -hmm. but I also think that because I have felt so lackluster about her from the jump, it's it makes me hard to be like, oh, well, of course, if she was on a different season, she would do so much better and she would sparkle more because I think she's given all the right tools that she could stand out. She just isn't. Okay, so you're a racist. Moving on. <laughs> But you are correct. We have to talk about the shining star. The gift that keeps giving. Even for somebody rewatching it, I forgot how good she is. We must talk about the legs, the legend, Stacy Keebler. I've literally, I feel like every week I come on here and I'm just like, I love her. I love her. I love her. I love her. And all I want to say right now is I love her. <laughs> she is so, she is such a delight. She is such a surprise every time. I think her and Tony are an outstanding pairing. And I don't necessarily think that they play on each other the way that like, John and Charlotta have or like some of the couples of this time like mm -hmm. but there's something about them where it's like this mutual respect for one another like I just I love them well John and Charlotta which is probably the best partnership of season one mm -hmm. banks so well on them playing off each other plus mm -hmm. his giant charisma mm-hmm this partnership feels more equal because Charlotta did very well, but John was the star wattage. Mm -hmm. Not that Stacy doesn't have star wattage, but Tony is meeting her at her level. And elevating her a yes. little bit. I think mm -hmm. every week you're seeing him pushing her up a bit. Mm-hmm. When I think of Tony, I do tend to think of the less good partners Tony gets. Yes, absolutely. I forget from like the couple seasons Tony had a good partner in, I forget just how good Tony could be. Because he choreographs beautiful routines. Like I I want to jump to their samba, but I'm going to put a pin in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, in this dance, they are gorgeous they dance they dance a foxtrot their foxtrot to me smooth as butter yes and like a gorgeous i mean i loved the color purple 
that her dress was. That I, the color purple is a great movie. Love Whoopi in it. <laughs> love. Actually, I have never seen the color purple, but I love Whoopi. Oh, the color purple, so good. Shouldn't I'll work. So good. I'll add it to my list. Okay. It's um, late. We can talk about whatever we want. Yeah, there's no <laughs> rules anymore. <laughs> she absolutely crushed the dance. I mean, they their partnership was gorgeous. As you said, they were smooth as butter. Like I literally I have no criticism of their dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I personally and I did write this down. I did prefer Tia's, but I recognized that Stacy's was better. And I I think it's because Stacy is operating at just that magnificent level at this point mm-hmm. that I am okay being like, well, I know hers is better, might not be my favorite, and part of it is just because this is what I expect. I think there's something to be said for that mm-hmm. because, like, I wrote down, it's beautiful, it's fluid, it's elegant, graceful, but I wasn't wowed mm-hmm. by it's, it. It's not the performance you're going to remember of hers no, from the season but- but she's operating at such a high level mm-hmm. that, like, it's what you come to expect of her. Yeah. And so she crushes it out of the park. But, like, could I, in 10 years, am I going to say that it is the best Foxtrot that the show has ever done? No. Mm-mm. No. She's a star, and that's all you'd really need to know. Mm-hmm. The other big performance in that Foxtrot comes from Smokey. The first time I've really noticed the smoke machine. And uh-huh. he was working overtime. He deserved every penny of his paycheck. Mm-hmm. So then in week five, they dance a samba, just like the rest of them. And oh my god. What a way to lead off week five. That dance... Again, it goes back to what we were saying. You forget how good Tony can be when given a mm, this is gonna sound mean when given a good partner mm-hmm. because this dance is incredible their footwork their feet were moving so fast i was absolutely blown away i couldn't stop looking at their feet i have no idea how they were keeping time early on in the song because no. the sample was to bootylicious and the arrangement they were using I could not tell the time. Mm -mm. As a music person, I was trying to, like, find the beat. And the way it was being played, it was not there. And somehow, Stacey and Tony were dead on together. I have no idea how it happened. And that was when their feet were going super fast, was at the beginning. And I just kept being like, how are they doing this? How are they doing this? How Mm -hmm. are they doing this? Mm Mm-hmm. A truly great samba. It was yes. traditional. It was Brazilian. It was fun. There weren't a lot of tricks, but it was so good to watch. Injected into my veins. Like, I just, I loved it. I loved every second of it. I didn't love Carrie Ann saying that Stacy was becoming better than some of the female pros. That felt wildly inappropriate. I thought so, too. I was like, is Kieran trying to start a fight out here? Like, what is going mm-hmm. on? Because that is a very, like, 
what are you communicating here other than you don't think that some of your female professionals are very good? I, I think there's a big difference between saying you could be one of our professional dancers and saying you are better than one of our professional dancers. Yes. If you also, if the message you're trying to say is she could be a professional dancer once the show ends, say that. But don't mm -hmm. say you could be better than our current professional. It's not even could. It's like you're becoming better. Yeah. yeah. It's there was a lot of that where it's like, I I don't feel comfortable with this. Yes. She is a delight. I can't wait to bring her on next week when I finally can bring her on as my co-host. So excited. Ha, it's not fun when I use your own jokes against you, is it, Chris? Good luck trying to figure out how to do the editing process. So moving on to Georgian <laughs> editing. <laughs> I demand an apology. Chris, I apologize. You're the best co-host. You're the best editor. You are the best at everything. You're fine. All right, Georgian editor. <laughs> Um, okay. so they, they dance the Paso. <laughs> I um, am very, very mixed on this dance. <laughs> I feel like Len sums it up best when he says, like, you said you're going to leave the theatrics at home, and then you come out with a cape and a mask and a sword. It was weird because there were all the props but it wasn't very theatrical to me because it was very low energy. If you want to use the props, if you want to go big, follow through on what you're selling me. They did not go big at all, or at least George did not. And they're doing a Zorro Paso mm -hmm. Doble. I suppose it's important to give a little context here, but it, yeah, if it, it, it felt flat, I got nothing. <laughs> the only thing I really liked about his performance, this is about to be one of the stupidest things I have said on this show, bar none. Mm -hmm. His hands were great for a Paso. <laughs> well, on honestly, he did. He he danced an okay, fluid. Paso. Mm -hmm. If you're unfamiliar with the show, Pasos are not supposed to be fluid. <laughs> but the hands, which were a little bit fluid, but had some flair, felt very like flamenco, Paso, strong at times. I don't know, his hands worked for me, but the rest of him was just so low energy, and I guess maybe fluid in that low energy way. Do you often look at people's hands? No, but I mean, you had to gravitate towards something in this dance. <laughs> I also spent a lot of time watching Catherine Zeta-Jones drag version Edita, who was delightful in this performance. I had to continually say, watch George, watch George, stop watching Edita, 
watch George. Whereas my brain was saying, all right, we're not going to watch Edita anymore. Hmm, George's hands. Very interesting. Hmm, I love a good hand. <laughs> I'll give you a hand for that one. Um, so then in week five, he performs a drum roll, please. <laughs> a samba. To the song Conga. <laughs> um, I would just like to point out, they go to the zoo. <laughs> and Katie, what animal do they see at the zoo? They see a hippo. Mm-hmm. They see a monkey. Mm-hmm. But what animal does Edita make sure to point out at the zoo? A panthra. A what? A panthra. <laughs> Truly, I would pay money to hear Edita talk about animals to me. And just the fact that she says, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she is deliberately mispronouncing or if, like, panther in Polish is panthra, but I'm here for it. I would like us to all start pronouncing it that way. She does know animals. She knows exoticism. Just the fact that she starts off season two saying... I am animalistic. And then says, oh, we're doing a samba? You know where I need to do George Hamilton? Is to a zoo to go look at some animals. The packages in week five are the first time that the show truly feels like the producers say, hey, we're going to stage some events for you. Do them. Yes. And it made me so angry. Like, show me rehearsal packages. Show me them bonding naturally. Don't say, mm -hmm. I'm going to invite all my friends and family over. I'm going to take you to Salt Lake City to meet all my family. I'm going to take you to the zoo. <laughs> Chris, I have a very important question to ask you. Mm -hmm. If you went to the zoo with Edita, <laughs> what animal would you be sure to look at with her well i would like her to narrate the lives of all animals to me okay once again edita if you're on cameo i would be willing to pay you a lot of money to tell me about animals <laughs> but of course i think the animal i'd like to hear her pronounce and i guess like tell me about is a penguin i could imagine so many, so many ways her voice could take that word. And I'm just going to fall asleep to that idea tonight in just happiness. You're just going to drift off do, to that idea. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and my spirit um, will appear an underwater in a magical <laughs> zoo and I walk up the grand staircase of the zoo <laughs> and where is she standing with her back to you 
at the top of this staircase and she turns around and says leonardo dicaprio come to me i'm like what and now i'm jack dawson it is the most amazing trip to see the penguins i've ever had (laughs) it's important to know chris has recently watched titanic (laughs) is it though don't we always just think about the movie titanic it's never not playing in my head on a continual loop all day, every day. So what animal would Edda talk to you about? Well, my favorite animal is an otter. And so oh. I just think it would be so nice to be standing with Edda at like a nice little otter exhibit while she and I hold hands while the otters hold hands and glide by us. You know? <laughs> Those otteras would be so excited to see you. Uh, it would be, it truly would be glorious. God, Edita, you know what? <laughs> We're going to hit you up to book a trip to the zoo. <laughs> the children can come. <laughs> Alec can come. <sighs> truly truly a missed opportunity that we did not ask her once about animals <laughs> yeah yeah Edita, we look forward to having you on again <laughs> talk to us about zoology all right george's samba <laughs> um her headpiece. Okay, I have to stop like talking about Edita, but you can't not talk about the headpiece. Which headpiece? Which one? The giant one that she starts off with. Yeah, the giant one. Incredible. And she has maracas and like a Chiquita banana headdress. Yep. Like, incredible. She takes it off, has like a yellow headband covering most of her hair. As mm-hmm. the dance go on, it starts to fall off. So she rips it off and an earring goes with it. It is, she still serves every look. Oh, she's incredible. Absolutely. She is flawless. Yeah. When we do you think we're getting that restraining order? Uh, Two more weeks, probably. I will say this about his, his Samba. Mm-hmm. He looks so at ease yes. on the ballroom floor. He is suave. Like it's it's like you've said before. Like they just do not make um celebrities like him anymore. Mm-hmm. He is old school charisma at its best. You never see him sweat. If he is worried about missing a step, you will never know because he just exudes mm-hmm. suave. Well, he sells this whole routine, even though at about the halfway point, he really loses steam. Mm-hmm. And it becomes much sloppier, but it's still fun throughout. It's, I guess, like you said, he he exudes a charm enough to paper over certain mistakes mm-hmm. that it looks like this is easy for him, even though he mm-hmm. is an older gentleman trying to keep up with the 20-somethings. So I enjoyed the dance. It lands them in the bottom two. But it is sloppy. It's a sloppy samba. They get a score of they get 
three eights. They get a score of 24. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it honestly was overscored. But I think Len yeah. says it the best because Len says there's a phrase dancing for joy. Mm-hmm. And that is what George brings to the show. And I, I can't agree more. That is exactly it. I just appreciate that George says we are going to ditch the props. We're going to ditch the theatricality. And they lead off the dance with props. I love nothing more than consistency. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get rid of the theatricality. It's more theatrical. <laughs> Next week, we're just going to have like... A movie playing. <laughs> yeah. Where's George? Oh, he's on the screen. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, moving from one spray tan to another... It's Lisa Rinna! Okay, I ask this legitimately. It is my understanding from gay Twitter that Lisa Rinna has lost her status as a liked housewife in recent years. Mm-hmm. Do you like Lisa Rinna, 2020 housewife Lisa Rinna? No. Do you like 2006 Dancing with the Stars Lisa Rinna? I love her. I love her so much, and I regret that her personality has curdled for reality TV. Well, not that I need to go too far down this tangent. Essentially, what the issue is with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is that they are beating storylines to death, and there has there's it seems like there's a lot of pre um, predetermination that goes into the filming and there's a lot of plotting and planning that goes on outside of filming and I think Lisa is at the root of a lot of it or so it appears but 2006 Lisa Rinna I love her I adore her I want to be her best friend watching these episodes I remembered why I loved her so much the first time I watched these Mm -hmm. I remembered why I decided I think I love Lisa Rinna she mm-hmm. is so much fun. She she came to a slow start in the season, but now that she has launched, she has caught fire. Oh, absolutely. Do you see that, Tia? Fire is catching. <laughs> she is a Paso in week four to the final countdown, and she's in like this flamenco black dress with some mm-hmm. red color pops. What I like about her so much is she is a performer. She gets the feeling of the dance that they're supposed to be doing. And she talks about it. The judges talk about now that she has lost the nervousness that she had early on, Mm -hmm. she is able to shine. Mm -hmm. She's not afraid. She's not afraid. You can tell when she's out there, she is having so much fun while she dances. But, like, for the Paso, you can see the excitement in her eyes, but she keeps her face in line with the dance. She doesn't go crazy-eyed. She doesn't let it, like, she doesn't let her excitement completely run her. But, like, she is so, she's getting to be so good. And I wish that the dance was a little bit sharper but like just Mm -hmm. the way that she moves is impeccable she's so bendy and she's so flexible and i'm just like oh my god good good for you harry i 
legitimately kept mistaking in their packages Louie and Harry, for some reason, looked interchangeable to me. They did. They did. I think it's because Louie's hair looks so similar to Harry's. Do you think Lisa ever made out with him on accident? Probably not. We'll ask her in a few weeks. I'll write some fan fiction about it. Uh (laughs) So they score a 26. They get two nines and an eight from Bruno. I think they were, in part... They weren't helped by dancing a pasta doble to the final countdown. No. But the music choices actively work against a lot of people in in these two weeks. So yes. it is what it is. As for their week five dance, any guesses what they performed in week five? Was it a rumba? Oh, no, it was a samba. Oh, uh... And, uh-oh, speaking of, speaking of bad music choices, freak out. Yeah. It, it, was, a, it was a choice. It, it was, was a, a choice. It was a disco samba. It's disco. It makes you question how much of that choice was Louis and how much of that choice was the producers. I don't think it was. <laughs> I don't think it was Louis. No. Considering how much Louis and Lisa both talk about they had a lot of control over their outfits and how much work they put in those. It makes me think they weren't given the same level of control over freak out. Yeah. We get to see her and her kids in the rehearsal package. It's always a delight. I love them. Um, she talks about how she is 42 and she said that Stacy and Drew are in their twenties and that like floored me. Mm-hmm. to think of them being so young well we we see a lot of lisa's family in weeks four and five we mm-hmm. see a lot of her job we see how much time she is putting into this show we're gonna put a pin in how much time she's spending and how she is finding a way to rehearse on the set of soap talk she's put finding a, a way to bring her family to the rehearsal room but we're gonna put a pin in you know trying to find a way to spend a lot of time rehearsing and working hard and caring about the show. Let's put a pin in that. There's the little pin. Oh, good. Um, I mean, the execution wasn't perfect. It wasn't, it wasn't. I wondered if she missed us, if she missed a step because it looked like Louie kind of started to, to move in front of her and it looked like she was supposed to be going with him. Um, so I couldn't quite tell if she, messed up there and she looked a little awkward and a little Mm -hmm. stiff in times it wasn't her best dance style she did better when they were in hold and when they were like mirroring each other Mm -hmm. because otherwise when they weren't doing like explicit samba moves when they were doing a little disco when they were doing some things apart it was awkward it was strange it it was not her best thing no and yet, and yet, two nines. Well, and let's talk about judges' comments real quick, where Carrie Ann says, you were, I was missing Samba. And then Len says, that was a proper Samba. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't disagree with Carrie Ann that there was a lot of non-Samba in it. 
but it had the characteristics of a traditional samba. I just didn't think the execution of the proper samba was there. As Lily pointed out, it had traditional samba as he was backstage listing off all of the steps. Can you name all the steps they did? Absolutely not. They did the uh, triple sow cow. Uh, they did a uh, curtain rod record player. Um, they, they did, did a they did a triple calf caramel macchiato. <laughs> they did a they did the backwards picture frame samba roll. They crushed it. Are we naming but things we might see in our vicinity? Maybe. Maybe. But you wouldn't know because you're not the dance experts. We are the dance we experts. Are we are? Yeah. So a strange routine, perhaps. Not the worst, not her best, but she really came forward in these episodes. And I, I still walked away just being like, I love her. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. all in all. It's a win for her. Do you agree with her belief that she is the dark horse of the competition? Yeah, she is. Yeah, I think she is the best candidate for that. It's really weird. After we are done with talking about these two episodes, we are only going to have five contestants left. Which is bonkers. It feels like we have a lot more left. Um, when we lost Tia, I thought, oh man, I really wish we could have seen more of her. Mm -hmm. But we only have five people beyond beyond her, and I don't want to lose any of them over Tia. No. Well, <laughs> put a pin don't, in that. Don't, don't. I know exactly where you're going, and put I just put a pin in it. Say it, Katie. We have been talking for so long, and I I want it known. I think these episodes, even though they were so strange, I truly feel recharged and really recognize what gems we have here in season two so maybe yes. we're talking maybe we are talking too long about the stupidest things but truly this is why i love dancing with the stars and i think it really clicked in these episodes for me it just really yes. came forward anyway let's keep going on because we got so much so much left we move on. Maybe we might remove a pin here. Maybe. Who's to say? Let's talk about Jerry Rice and the Trey Boone. So in week four, they go to a ballet class. And Chris, would one call it charming? It was incredible. It was a beautiful sequence. I laughed so hard. The editing, impeccable jerry rice just <laughs> incompetently hysterical it was it was a beautiful segment mm -hmm. i love that the producers slash anna trabunskaya forced him to do ballet for this yes what what good does it really serve their foxtrot i mean maybe it improves his posture but it was really just here for our entertainment i wonder if it doesn't loosen him up a little bit and i think too it does kind of help build their partnership because it does show to anna i am committed to this and like yeah i'm jerry mm -hmm. rice and i'm at a freaking ballet class but let's go must be nice to have a committed partner Boop. that's a little pin their foxtrot is to the song why don't you do right mm -hmm. 
And once the song started, all I could think to myself was, man, imagine the Trey Boone as Jessica Rabbit. Because this is the song that Jessica Rabbit enters the movie into. And I just thought, man, she's the most impeccable being who's ever lived. Who has red hair. Oh. It's important to note that one of our co-hosts has red hair. Is it important to note? Maybe not. Okay, I will say this about Jerry's Foxtrot, because I did like it. All in all, I really enjoyed the dance. <laughs> I think he danced it well. I think that they um, had a good routine. The beginning of the dance was very under... I think it took him a while to get into it. And so the beginning of the dance was a little underwhelming. Also, don't have him sit for the first 20 seconds because that does not help me when I'm trying to convince you that Jerry is good and that we should love Jerry. But then they go into a move where they have their arms out and they're moving in tandem. And I felt like it revived him. And I felt like it just gave him like a newfound sense of the dance because then I think that they really took off. I mean, for me, this straight eight dance lacked content for the foxtrot because like you said he starts off sitting so often it just felt like they were doing less than the other foxtrots mm -hmm. of the night so i i didn't dislike it i just kind of felt like well it's not operating at the same level of ambition and he's he's executing what he's what he has well but it's not the same level my biggest note of the dance the last pose, both Jerry and Anna hit it early before the band finishes. Yep. So when the band does their final hit, Anna lifts her hand up and just grins. And yep. it made me laugh so hard to be like, she's trying to salvage the fact that they were both slightly ahead of the music. Loved it for her. So it was, it was, it was good, not great, is what I would say about their dance and like you said it scored straight eights it gets a 24 mm -hmm. in week five they dance a samba good enough i think that's gonna be my my refrain with jerry rice it's fine good enough to watch not operating at the same level of everybody else i like him best in the packages where he gets to be funny and charming but that's not enough for me I thought he did well. I think he moved his hips well. And again, it was it was good, not great. He's he is kind of to hit your point home. He's kind of like Stacy, where he's operating at the level that I expect him to operate at, which is good, not great. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I agree with it. I would almost enjoy him more if he was doing better or worse. But instead, he's like, he's doing just fine. But but there's no surprise in being, like, just fine, just good enough week in, week out. I think what's frustrating to me about hearing you say that is, like, that is literally exactly how I feel about Tia. And we cannot come to an agreement 
on these two because I hear you say that and then I go no you're wrong Jerry's so good and we should all love Jerry you hear me say that and then you say no Tia why would you say that about Tia and I just maybe we shouldn't be friends anymore I don't know well luckily for you you don't have to hear me just wax rhapsodic about Tia again unfortunately for you you are going to have to hear me be disappointed in Jerry Rice again. Maybe I can drag you to my level. The final thing before we move on, this dance was yet another moment of leading the judges into just another stupid, pointless fight. So many times they like talked over each other, they argued, and were giving the same or like almost the same scores bruno was especially bad at interrupting it was it was weird something's weird yeah they were off and it was it was so interesting to have tom like go up to them and be like guys guys one at a time for them to all give basically the exact same score jerry scores a 23 he gets a seven and two eights why are we screaming at each other before he gets those scores I love the judges panel. I don't know why they decided to just be at each other's throats for these Mm -hmm. two episodes. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, there he is. I couldn't see him. It's teeny tiny Drew (laughs) Which week is it when they have him standing (laughs) next to Stacey? And he is jumping <laughs> to be at her height. I, I believe that is week four that he's jumping to be at her height. And then in week five, there is a cut to commercial where he is standing on a chair to be taller than Jerry Rice. <laughs> I think I missed that, but that is phenomenal. He He is so teeny tiny and I love every second of it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, he dances he dances a teeny tiny pasta doble but it was not a teeny tiny pasta doble because he kills it it's to thriller mm-hmm. and i feel so strange about times they give the pros dances to choreograph to songs that have distinct styles or moves associated with them Mm -hmm. like louie and lisa kind of complain about being dinged about using disco things in their samba Mm -hmm. and then you have drew throwing out the big thriller moves Mm -hmm. in the middle of this song in a paso and they get no criticism so it's it's hard to judge where you draw the line Mm -hmm. i mean i understand why you did it I I personally didn't love that we broke off the Paso to do the thriller dance moves. But, like, there's something to be said because, like, Paso is about shaping and it's about, you know, the, your frame and how you can create these, these shapes. And there is something to be said about when you're throwing your hands up, there is a little bit of shaping there. Mm -hmm. This is me stretching. This is me trying to make it work. It doesn't really work, Mm -hmm. but it's a good Paso. Speaking of things that don't work, which is the bigger villain of the season? Master P or Cheryl's hairdo? Cheryl's hairdo. (laughs) 
it changes vague stylings every week and it never manages to look good well it just lays so flat against her head and And, like in these episodes they try to like curl it up at the ends and it almost looks worse yeah justice for cheryl drew does the most cape work of all the possos yes it is a giant cape he is completely swallowed by it at the start of the dance and he does not need more things to make him look teeny i loved the move they did at, i think it was maybe right before their their ending move where they link hands behind the back and they're like Oh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was incredible. Mm -hmm. I gasped. It was so good. He says in his package what I said about Lisa earlier, and he is even better at Lisa than it, which is he spends the time trying to get in the feeling of the dance more than necessarily just executing the moves. Because if you can execute the notion of the style, it can paper over any mistakes you make. It can make anything look good. And in his Paso, he papers over any mistakes by really looking like the matador. Yes. He nails the idea of what a Paso should look like. Mm-hmm. He's such a good performer. He's yes. magnetic. He really is. Rarely will I say, I'm not going to watch Cheryl. And Drew makes me want to watch him. I was literally just about to say, very rarely can I take my eyes off of her. And like, I'm so drawn to him where i'll be like wait 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 wait, wait. i'm missing cheryl freaking burke and then it's like no you're not supposed to be watching cheryl freaking burke but she is she is great she is free her from her hair week five they dance uh you guessed it frank stallone a salsa no i'm just kidding they dance (laughs) a samba oh wow Wow. 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 What are we bowing? That they were dancing a samba. Are we bowing how horrible her dress was? <laughs> I wow. actually kind of no. liked it. No! <laughs> I, I liked it because it came up and it's like the pink and the orange and the yellow. And the, I was just like, this feels very samba. I'm horrified for you i'm i'm disgusted why do we hate it why do we hate it it shouldn't have been black on top i agree that those those colors worked but the black on top with the colors at the bottom was atrocious no if you do a color on the top then it negates the other two down below then it says this is the primary one the other ones are just here it didn't work. It did I disagree. Work. I disagree. It didn't work. I disagree with your disagreeing. It didn't work. I want you to blindly agree with everything that comes out of my mouth all the time. Can we agree that this Samba had the most inventive Samba role I've ever seen? Yes. So I'm going to attempt to describe what they did. They start to do a Samba role and they're like going forward. And then they just, like, reach their arms up to the sky and stop the samba roll halfway through. And then they launch into the full samba roll. And I was just, like, I wanted to gasp at first because I'm like, you're only doing part of it? And then they stop it. And then they go back in. And I was like, yes, this is it. 
iconic. A Samba roll fake out will always be iconic. As connoisseurs, we might rolls? we may never see a better Samba roll than that. What did you make of the song choice? I didn't make much of it. They did you have opinions? To Dirty by Christina Aguilera, and I just think that's a weird song to Samba to. I was not familiar with it. I don't know the ex-Tina catalog. Um, but considering we led the show off with a bootylicious Samba, I literally made... I, I did not blink once. You gave up right then and there. You said, all right, here's what we're doing. I guess I'm hopping on the train. Um, his dance. Choo-choo! Choo-choo! What... If you could choose an inappropriate song to Samba to, what train are you hopping on? Oh my god. Maybe two. I might dedicate it to my children and dance to <laughs> Work Bitch by <laughs> I'm very sincerely going to dedicate this to my daughter. Bump, bump, bump. You better work. <laughs> that is a call forward to Snookole. <laughs> spoiler alert. We'll get there in 30 years. Uh, I was thinking, you you made me laugh more than I ever could. But I'll say, I was thinking an appropriate, like, I don't know. I might do a Samba to Josh Groban's You Raise Me Up. <laughs> I'm going a different inappropriate route. He scores a 27. Mm-hmm. He sees three nines. It might have been, a t- I don't know. A part of me wants to say it was a tad underscored, but I don't know if it warranted a 10. Um, I, I agree. I both yeah. liked it and don't know if it deserved more, but I did love Cheryl rips his sleeves off. Mm-hmm. And then they both hold on to one end of each sleeve and yes. use those sleeves to like frame what they're doing. They use it to connect to each other. Again, there was so much inventive in this dance that made me so excited. But I also don't know if it deserved the tens. And I was just excited about how different this Samba was. Yes. He's so good. He's he is so, so good. good. I, it's uh, hard though because he's operating at such a high level of execution but i have to make the argument that stacy might be at a higher level than him oh i don't know though because oh i don't know that is what's fun and i'll let you talk more if you want about drew and stacy but i'm not sure i can do any more without getting into spoiler territory and I am not, I'm going to put a pin, I'm going to put a pin in that. And I wish I could talk more about it right now, but I don't feel like I could do that to you. I appreciate that. I think for the sake of our poor listeners, we might have to move on, which is a shame. Well, we've made it through. We've made it through six contestants. Before we move on to the seventh, very briefly... In week five, um, the final six do a group salsa number. The most notable thing about it is the package leading into it. That 
if you were to wager any two pros to get into a fight, which two would you imagine might see their tempers flare? I don't know. Potentially Anna Trebunskaya. And I don't know. Maybe Maxim Shemakovsky. I rolled my eyes at how typical it was that of anybody yeah. to start fighting, it was those two. I Absolutely. loved it. I was here for it. So excited. As a dance, it was it was weird. They brought in a guest choreographer. Yeah. And it was it was executed so strangely because there were times where they were having two couples do solos at once. Yeah. But they weren't staged next to each other. So the camera was only showing us one solo at a time and you could not see the other happening, but you knew it was happening. Yeah. It was it was done very weirdly. So the the blocking was weird. And it, mm -hmm. it wasn't the director camera work fault. It was the way the dance was blocked was and choreographed. Created. Yeah. I think that these group dances in the beginning um seasons, I get why they're done the way they're done, but mm -hmm. it's just not my cup of tea. Um, especially knowing what's to come in the later seasons. Mm -hmm. They haven't figured out how to do them yet. Yeah. Or you might say, Derek hasn't figured out how to win them yet. Dink. Um, I did, did love that Stacy laughs about Drew getting a bloody nose because Cheryl elbows him. Because <laughs> you know Stacy has seen her share of bloody noses as Absolutely. a WWE pro. So it was, it was fun to see them all interact together. Yeah. But the dance itself was what it was yeah it was a thing it happened <laughs> okay are you ready for a three-hour postlude to the episode let me just take a really deep breath and center myself before we get to where we're going <sighs> we have reached the end of a journey that that we never should have been on <laughs> That one person desperately never wanted to be a part of. I'm already rubbing my forehead and we haven't even... Okay, we're talking about Master P, everybody. The cat's out of the bag. It's time to get this elephant out of the room. We have drug our feet as much as we can. And while I am excited, I suppose, to discuss arguably one of the worst dances in Dancing with the Stars history. It is just worth noting, and we say it every time, but Ashley is a saint. <laughs> this is maybe the most uncomfortable seven-minute stretch ever on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. And the fact that she did not break in the middle of this either in the performance, listening to the judges, backstage, and she had every right to just fall apart. She almost does. <laughs> I feel like we're going to go minute by minute on this, and I love it for us. This is... <sighs> I hate how much time we have to spend talking about this, but I love it. Okay. So Master P and Ashley perform a Passa Noble. And I say Passa Noble because 
No. Oh, no. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Always. So Master P was a last second replacement. Mm-hmm. A, a one week ahead replacement for his son. Mm-hmm. Do you think Master P had enough time in his schedule that if they had come to him, he would have said yes? No. Or do you think he literally just decided, I don't want to practice and put any time on this? I think he... I think he said, oh, shoot, I'll bail my kid out. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And then realized what was asked of him and realized what was necessary and just said, I have no interest in this. I don't want to be here. This is not something I enjoy. And I don't want to put in the work. The detective work of Samantha Harris reveals that Master P has put in approximately 20 hours of rehearsal time through week four, through week four. Yes. On average, the other six contestants have put in 130 hours. I did some math. That means approximately, approximately you're looking at three hours a day for the other contestants. Master P is doing five hours a week. A week. And obviously, this is screwed up a little bit Mm -hmm. because the other contestants have approximately three more weeks of practice than he does. You have to assume that she is not counting those three weeks, though. I I I assumed that she was counting them, but even so... They did not get 110 hours in those three weeks. No. So he is still significantly rehearsing far less. And he is doing five hours a week. He's maybe doing an hour a day, not counting camera blocking on Wednesday. Well, if if the 20 weeks or the 20 hours include the extra week he had of rehearsals. Before the show started, that means yeah. he's doing four hours a week. And it shows. And it it, yeah. it vividly shows in his dances week by week. And I, I legitimately do, I cannot tell if he was just, it is possible he was just unable to practice even more than they had. Because it is possible he could have done a couple extra hours, but like was too busy, couldn't. But you have to assume part of it is he does not give a shirt. Yeah. I mean, you even have, as part of the package, Ashley is asking him, okay, you like, can you do another hour tomorrow? Are you able to do this? And he's like, nope, I can't. And I could not tell if it was because he couldn't or he just did not care. I don't think he cared. I, I'm sorry. When you see the way that other people rehearse while they're on the set and while like when you see the work that other people put into it and you hear him just flatly saying no I can't that is because he does not want to Mm -hmm. it's 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 really it's just embarrassing it's embarrassing to watch 
it's embarrassing for him. It's embarrassing for us. It's embarrassing for Ashley. Len puts it well, like, it's cruel to keep him in. Like, people voting for him feel like, oh, well, I'm voting for him because I like him and I want him. He does not care anymore. He can give nothing more. It's cruel to keep him in the competition. But I loved the way that Len said it because Mm -hmm. Len says they're being cruel. They're being cruel Mm -hmm. to Ashley and they're being cruel to the judges. And like, that is so true. It's not Mm -hmm. even that they're being cruel to pee. It's that they're wasting everybody else's time. Yeah, because it's not fun to watch. We'll talk about the content of the dance in a minute and I wish that we wouldn't but we will. (laughs) But like the judges are put in a tough situation because Bruno says like, how do you judge something that is not there? Nothing. Like how, how do you say something that does not sound harsh and mean and terrible and the judges struggle. And like, yes, part of what Len says sounds awful, but what more can you say? Nothing. It's, it's her it is horrific it is a horrific segment like ashley i assume is forced by the producers to take him to utah to meet her family Mm -hmm. and i mean it's bonding it's great but it disguises the fact that they don't have any rehearsal footage to show Mm -hmm. do you want to talk about the content of the paso i mean we could literally do it in 45 seconds I'll go through my notes. I'll go through my notes. I'm going to give a peek behind the curtain. We saved P for last because we thought it might be fun. We have made it. It is so late in the night. It just feels like I I hate this. I, I hate every second of this, Katie. We thought this was going to be spectacular and funny. And instead, this is just sad. Like It is pushing 11 o'clock on a Monday night. I go to bed at like 10.30 normally. I am past my prime. And we thought this was a good idea to talk about pee. It's, I mean, truly, we are taking old Yeller out behind the shed. And we're saying, hey, old Yeller, let's talk about what happened to you for like 45 minutes. The dance starts and he is stomping while he walks. Like he is bending his knee (laughs) and stomping on the ground. He's, he's trying, I'm going to give him a piece of credit. He knows the Paso is supposed to be intense. So he thinks he's, so he thinks he's being intense. So he throws a fit on the floor. And you have to give so much credit to Ashley because she is dancing around him to the best of her ability. He is like straight up stationary, moving, moving his foot out and in when he's supposed to. And she is like moving it and like curving her body and moving in the way of a Paso. And it is so uncomfortable to see one person so stylistically in it and the other person is not even trying there is truly no effort i there's no frame there's no energy there is no effort he gives her nothing i was audibly groaning and cringing during the dance 
I thought I thought P during the dance was going to be the worst part of this. And it was not. And it's horrible. He he stumps, he walks. There are several times that he just stands there and clearly doesn't know what's coming and she like reaches her arm out and like takes it and starts dancing around him. It's she like has to grab his hand to like like swoop herself back in. I mean, it is horrific it's a disaster and i cannot believe she came back yeah i can't like i don't know how her spirits weren't broken mm-hmm. remember like three episodes ago when we were nice and charitable to him no i know we want to try to play with kid gloves on all these things and yet we can't it's just like the judges what can you say oh but one judge treats him with kid gloves one judge says it's his best dance oh it's exactly what you said it's honestly a miracle that ashley came back because that it i have never seen someone in a competition series give less effort It was worse than rolling over and giving up. Like, it was horrible. It was rolling over and giving up, but pretending that he hadn't given up. Because once we get done with the judges, we go backstage for the giant train wreck of an interview with Samantha Harris. Mm-hmm. Where Samantha clearly gives Has no, she gives no forks about what she's going to ask. Mm -hmm. because samantha says you said early on you were gonna give 150 percent. you were gonna give it all do you really think you have do you really think you are and she rolls out how much time he has spent she rolls out the facts and he says yeah i'm doing my best and he starts making a joke about if you want to go buy my new album you can and samantha shuts that down in the most glorious way She's like, no, I want a real answer. And he still gives, like, you know, I'm just doing my best. He's like, it's in the music. You have to go check out my new album. It's available now. It's it's in the music. That's what they don't understand. They take it too personal. I can't believe the audience laughed and applauded to that. If I was in that crowd, I would have booed. I don't know. I, I, it's a shame for Ashley. That is, that is who my heart bleeds the most for. Well, if your heart bleeds for her now, Samantha follows up asking P if he's trying, if he cares about this Mm -hmm. by asking Ashley, if she thinks P cares, if she thinks he's trying. And you can see the panic on Ashley's face. Yes. There is an ungodly pause. Yes. And she does her best to say, oh yeah, he's definitely trying. But you can tell she knows he isn't. She Mm -hmm. knows there's nothing to salvage this. But she has to give the positive answer. She has to be a good partner. And I just want to break from that. I just want to like break down and cry thinking about 
how she must have felt doing this season. How do you not sob every day being like, I practice, she says, I practice like six hours a day, typically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's getting maybe an hour a day at best from him. Maybe. She went from the previous season having Joey McIntyre, who she certainly had some tension and had like problems She with, went from but, a partner who maybe cared. cared too much. Mm-hmm. That's what she went from. She went from a partner who maybe cared too much to a partner who could not care less. And that has, that pendulum swing has to just be so disorienting. Truly, I know I keep saying this word, it's horrifying. It Mm -hmm. is one of the most horrifying things ever seen on Dancing with the Stars. Mm -hmm. I can't believe she came up with an answer to say that didn't just say, I hate him. I'm ready for him to leave. It really does make you wonder if by some miracle, which it wouldn't have even been a miracle, that they made it through that week, if you wouldn't have seen her break. Because how could you not? But there was there was literally no way he was going to make it through that. Because he scores a four, a two, and a two. He gets an eight. He is total. a full total. He is a full thirteen points behind the next closest person, which feels too close. Yeah. I say this in the nicest way. Master P is a lot of fun at first, and it is fun to sort of make jokes about. Mm-hmm. It curdles so hard. And I guess I didn't realize how much it was going to curdle because I was excited for this. I remember that this is like the most infamous dance in Dancing with the Stars history. I was so ready for you to experience this. And once we got to it, I hate it so much. I hate all of this. I think it's because we're watching someone spit on something we love. It's essentially Mm -hmm. what it comes down to. That's a good way of putting it. Because so much of the things surrounding Master P that we got to talk about tonight mm-hmm. are delightful. And then we have to deal with this. Yes. The disrespect <laughs> of our show, of our livelihood. That How this dare he? How dare? And he just makes a mockery. I would like to be at a fancy dinner dinner party with him. And we're at a fancy dinner party. And I'm just like, all right, we're going to turn this from a nice party to a housewife's party. And glasses flying, things shouted. I'll take off my fake leg, put it on the table. <laughs> I'll amputate one of my legs so that I have a <laughs> fake leg to throw at Master P. It's just a shame. It's mm-hmm. just a shame that it had to happen. It's in our title. So I hate to say this. It's just plastic. But it means so much. And to have somebody who does not care a single bit is not fun in the end. No. It's not fun. It's not no. enjoyable. 
it is cruel to waste our time doing this. Yes. His, ours, the judges. I mean, I don't even say his. The viewers voting for him to keep going are wasting his time. Mean yeah. to him. But for him to say, whatever, the show's going to pay me, I don't care. I'm going to waste Ashley's time this way. I am going to make the judges have to try to say things and make them look terrible by saying mean things to me. Truly. How dare he? Yeah. No one comes out of this debacle looking good, except for Ashley. Like we said last week, like there's really no, I mean, there's nothing that he's meant he can do or say because it's not like he can say you know what you're right I'll quit but like this is the only circumstance in the show's history that I sh- I could say that should have happened he mm-hmm. should have withdrew he never should have said yes if yeah. this is how he was going to act because if you are going to say yes to something even if you hate it put some kind of effort into it yeah like that's the thing people voting for him to keep going And it's clear, he clearly hated this experience and didn't want to be a part of it anymore. But you know what? You are part of it. You are getting paid by the producers to do this. The voters are voting voting for you to do this. So you owe it to them, if not yourself, to try. Yeah. How does he think he can go and do this on screen and not just be embarrassed by this? I have no idea how he thought, I'm going to do this and not even try and all look fine. I have no idea. I truly have no idea. Now I'm getting heated. Now I'm angry. Do I hate him? Yeah. Can't wait for the Master P extended family to leave us reviews. I will care about their reviews as much as he cared about the show. But to the rest of our listeners, if you like what you hear, give us a like. Leave a review. Follow us. Follow along on our journey. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on the social meds, which we have not been plugging, but we might as well now. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic. And you can do the same thing on Twitter at Just Meaningful Plastic. Chris, it is late into the evening. And I look at you through my screen and I have to say... Oh, before we finish, I hate to extend this marathon session. Any final thoughts and eulogy of Master P? <laughs> I think I've said everything I can say. I spit on his grave. Do I say, Do Do. <sighs> okay, let's, let's continue the whole, like, how we end the show. Well, Chris, even after all of this, I love you and I like you. P is sapping all of my energy away. But despite that, I hear you and I see you. And please, remember to stay tuned for the final episodes of Crumbs that will air on ABC. ABC.